Okay. All right. Okay. What is going on anyway? You may be like me and wondering that question a lot in one way or another. What's going on in my family? What's going on today? What's going on in the schedules of the people around me? But also like, what's going on? What is happening? Doesn't it feel weird? Isn't living just a strange thing to do? My name is Anne Headley, and this is my podcast, What is Going On Anyway? We're going to take a look at the full sturgeon moon this time. What are some things that we can think about to help us get through these next two weeks? I like doing these podcasts and philosophically thinking about how can I hold this time with the best possible attention given what is happening with the moons astrologically and what the I Ching is offering as guidance. And so last time with the new sturgeon moon, we're talking about revisiting some old patterns, letting things surface and asking questions about why are we doing things this way? Are we choosing to do it? Is it our conditioning? Where does it come from? And that was all nice and good to talk about, but now I'm sort of in the middle of it right now. And I'm going to tell you about that in a moment. I don't know if it's worth giving the weather report because the rain keeps inserting itself back into our cycle here in Maine. And it's a little hard to take all of this rain. But I can tell you that the raspberries are happy with it and they are ripe and moving very quickly through their cycle right now. It's lovely to walk out and eat the fresh raspberries from the canes. And the dragonflies have emerged full force. So there's certain times during the day when I can go outside and look up and the dragonflies are circling, which means that we get a small relief from the mosquitoes and some of the biting flies. And I always really appreciate the dragonflies for that work that they do. I mean, it's not work that they're doing for me, but for that activity of munching up the mosquitoes so that there's less mosquitoes around to bite me. So thank you, dragonflies. This is just a little mm, warning. Is it a warning that I'm going to go into that place where sometimes it's too much information for some people? Uh, I'm going to talk about my period, so you can skip forward here if that's not something that you want to hear about. I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to hear about that. I have irregular cycles, but I haven't yet gone a year without having a period, which would then make me a menopausal woman. So I'm in the thick of the perimenopause where I'm not quite sure when my period will show up next. But one of the things I learned about having a period is how similar it is to a full moon cycle. And I will get into this place where I'll be feeling full in many ways. And in some ways it starts to feel over full and everything can go into this sort of overwhelm. And I'll think life isn't even really worth all the trouble. Why do I feel so much? Almost like my inputs are turned on overload or I've turned the volume up high on my life. And so 
what'll happen for me is that I will have these intense feelings like the volumes going up, 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 up. And I'll think this is way too much. Life is really, really hard. And then I'll start spotting or my period will start. And without even having a relief from those symptoms necessarily, knowing what's going on, knowing that I'm part of a cycle gives me the relief that I need to say, oh, it's like a big exhale. Okay. That's what's going on. That makes sense for me in terms of understanding that I'm now on the edge of the, I'm at the top of the slide and I'm going to slide down and go into a little bit more ease. I give myself a little bit more space in that moment. I think, oh, well, I can forgive myself for these feelings and do what I need to do to accommodate this time that get, that requires a little bit more rest for me, honestly. That's a lot of it, a little more spaciousness, a little more rest. And I'm telling you this because I was having that feeling. I don't know where I am in my cycle because it's sort of mysterious right now, but it's been two weeks since my last cycle, so I'm not expecting at all to have a period. So this feeling that was growing in me right before this moment now of the full moon had a very similar quality to it of things started to get turned up. And it's like I lose my enthusiasm for the bigger dream. And the bigger dream isn't is an amorphous thing, let's just say, but the bigger dream involves collaborative relationships, community, artistry, fun, lots of fun. So that's like the big dream. And then sometimes that big dream just seems like, ah, oh, it's too much work anyway. What is all this about? But the full moon came in and gave me that little reminder, almost like my early spotting in my period gives me, oh, we're just in a cycle. And it's okay to let that feeling have as much space as it needs. And also to take good care of myself and realize that the enthusiasm for the bigger dream, it's okay if it's in a tidal cycle. So maybe the tide is out right now, or maybe the tide's all the way in, but that it's going to shift forward and back. And I'm part of something here that isn't always steady and it isn't always constant. And that's why I like using this method of looking at the moons and allowing myself to feel that ebb and flow and how that works for me internally as a as a system that I, I'm just learning about here with you and through this by really tracking through a whole year cycle, what are these moons doing to me? I'm starting to really appreciate those new moons. They feel like, um, oh, I'm one of those kids who liked that back to school time and the new moons feel like that fresh piece of paper, the clean notebook, the sharpened pencils. I love that feeling. So, I am looking forward to the next new moon and getting through this full moon cycle. But I just want to offer you that little bit of sense that there's some relief in the fullness, that the fullness only gets so full and then it starts to recede again. Can you hear this in the background? 
That's another rainstorm. But it's been the rainiest summer that I can remember here in Maine. And I know that we're getting record heat. So the weather is being extreme. And I think there's the strangest thing that post-pandemic life and extreme weather and any other events that may be current are confronting us with the question, what is going on anyway? And that there seems to be this driving force saying life is normal, everything's back to normal. We should behave as we've always behaved, like it's business as usual, but it isn't business as usual. And I don't even think business, busyness, is maybe an honorable human goal. So maybe I'm just frustrated with busyness and the seeming need for my own rest, recuperation, and recovery has taken a more strong stance in my life. Maybe it's just because I'm old or older, or maybe that's menopause, or maybe that's appropriate to where we are in current history. But I'm finding that sense of doing things as they've always been done really inflaming to my to my mind, to my heart, and oftentimes to my body. And I know that my leaning in this podcast is towards the future. What does the next two weeks hold for us? We're moving into this full moon. The full moon is a super moon, which means it will appear bigger. It's slightly bigger to our eyes. And that full moons can be a, a time of, they're not always super comfortable, but they can be a time of this, this fullness, this ripeness. And you know what happens after ripeness is uh, bursting a, a sort of fermentation, decomposition, and all of that can be enjoyable. You know, fermented products are wonderful things. And so we're looking forward to that, those two weeks. What does that have for us? But I want to just pause here for a moment. And can we talk about the two weeks that we've just been through for a sec? Because the last podcast included how we could use those two weeks that they may for us bring up old patterns of, of doing things and giving ourselves another opportunity to consider maybe choosing different patterns. And so I do the podcast, I listen to what I've said. And these last two weeks brought up some very interesting, very in my face moments. I'm not ready to share the details of them right now, but I was in a situation where I was confronted with really deep desires in me for recognition and approval from an authority figure. And so I could see that I was wanting that. And at the same time, I couldn't do anything to stop that flow inside of me that was habitually looking for that approval from an external authority figure in order to feel safe, because I was also feeling insecure in this situation. And an opportunity came up where I could choose one thing or another, one thing 
in the past would have given me more potential approval, more of a self-sacrifice with the hope that that would be an investment towards approval. And I didn't choose self-sacrifice this time. I chose self-approval, self-satisfaction, and it was really super challenging for me to choose differently in a place where I felt insecure, wanting approval. And then I chose something that was, you know, it felt self-indulgent. And I did it and everything was fine. And there's this, the, the end result, I can't know if, it, if I would have felt more approved of or less approved of. Everything came out in the wash and that situation is over. But it was one of the first times I chose my own ease over self-sacrifice. And so maybe that has something to do with this time that we're coming through. Really, really, really choosing ourselves over our old patterns of pushing ourselves to do and be something, hoping that the result will give us some external sense of security. I don't know. Was it just me? I mean, this is an intense time. And so maybe there's some other stuff that's coming up around choosing yourself and hoping that by taking care of yourself, you're lessening that work for other people because it's something that you can do for yourself. It's something that I can do for myself. One of the themes that may be coming up around this full moon is that conflict between our head and our hearts. And I was feeling that strongly. My head said, do the right thing, do the right thing. And my heart said, choose yourself, choose yourself. And before I would have this negotiation with my head saying, okay, I'll do that thing, but then we're going to feel better. And then we're going to take some time. And it was always about some other negotiation later in the future, but it wasn't about getting present and discovering what my body needed in the very moment. I know I'm being vague about all of that. I just don't want, maybe I'll talk about it next time. I don't want to talk about the details now because I'm kind of still in the middle of it and sorting through it. I do want to talk about intuition and psychic abilities for a second here. I found myself explaining this recently to a woman that I offered my services to. And I, oh, that just sounds weird, doesn't it? I don't know why or how exactly this happens to me, but, and I know that it's kind of creepy, but sometimes I will get what feels like an intuitive hit to ask someone if they'd like assistance. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not wrong to ask people if they want help, right? And if they say yes, I just follow the lead of that newly formed relationship. Sometimes it's offering a flower to someone. Sometimes it's having us conversation with a stranger for a moment. I'm just giving you an example of this. I'm sure this happens to all of us in different ways. It's that lovely synchronicity that can happen between the relationship of, of humans and sometimes non-humans too. A lot of times what happens for me is I get reminded of my own dreaming and I remind the person that I'm with of 
their dreaming and their rest, restfulness and their okayness with the world. It sort of feels like a spiritual side gig. And this is something that's dissociated from capital exchange. And as long as I can remember, really, it's been this way. All I know is that I feel the flow of things better when I follow those intuitive hits than when I don't. And when I don't, I'll be nagged about it for a long while after. (laughs) And when I do, I'm confronted by my own need to face my own boundaries around giving and receiving. Recently, in one of these types of exchanges, I began explaining intuition. And that flow that came through me about explaining intuition was really helpful to me. Because we are all intuitive, we're all psychic, just in the same way that we're all singers, we're all dancers. If you move, you dance. If you speak, you can sing. And intuition is so much more like imagination than any of us expect when we're seeking to become more intuitive. There is a thin veil separating imagination and psychic understanding. They're sisters. And letting yourself live with your dreams and your imagination is the way in to having a relationship with your intuitive gifts. Sometimes being intuitive feels like a leap into the dark. And you know, last time on the podcast, I was talking about practicing jumping because of the hexagram that we got, like jumping into water and how this is a good time to take a leap and practice that act of jumping into water. It's a little letting go. And Moving into intuitive space, in my opinion, is a little bit more like walking in the dark and formulating an action plan based on what you see without your eyes or what you perceive without your eyes. And look, I am not an expert in this realm. I'm the traveler here who has been curious for a long time, trying out this and this. And I don't think We all have to be intuitive wizards, but I think we should all know that it is a function of being in a body. Like we should know that we can sing even if we don't do it that much. This time I'm feeling the need to know and sit with the hexagram sooner than later. Sometimes I wait till the very last second thinking it'll be wonderful to be surprised by it. I want to settle with it a little bit. I want to savor whatever it is here for me, for us. So please, God, universe, divine, dear Oracle, what would you have us know? What can we sit with to help us for this full moon time? And the hexagram that we receive is 28 great traverses, also great exceeding. The question is, What is overloaded? What have you outgrown? What must you do? I think about my garden, of course, and the garden is at this place where there's as many weeds as vegetables and herbs, and the time is ripe 
for me to get out there and curate the garden, choose what stays, what goes, and give it another round so that we can get through into fall with the garden. And I wonder if that's a time now for us to do that on another level. Can we look what's overgrown, take a look and make some decisions about how we want our year to grow from here? It does say a crisis. You know, last time we got danger and that scared me. <laughs> it's always going to scare me. So this time it says a crisis, which also scares me. Gather all your strength, hold on to your ideals, breaking the rules, becoming an individual, the great transition. This marks a transition time in a life, an entry into liminal space where structures dissolve and there's a reordering of the fundamental principles. It is the act of standing for your ideals and stepping across the threshold, a crisis in life when you must stand by what you know to be true and find the power to exist independent of collective norms. Life and death are involved in this step. Oh, I don't want to hear that. This is a letting go of the past and the emergence of the power to lead your life. Okay. One of the things that seems like it just keeps coming up really strongly for me right now is around this pondering. Can I do good work that I'm proud of, just in my own little head proud of, and not need or seek validation and approval from some external authority? So can I put a post on Instagram and not need likes? Is that even possible for me? I mean, it feels good. That is just a good feeling, that like little bit of approval. But can I do it for, can I locate in myself why I do a thing, why I share something that I'm thinking of, something that I think is beautiful and not need approval from the outside. Now, I also talk about how getting approval from the outside is important. I think it's important to find your people and find the community that gives you that approval and validation. But there's this fine line in there of reworking patterns. And I go into this place that just feels really old. I feel like I'm 12, 13 years old, and I'm looking for some sort of external approval about my appearance, about my chosen direction, trying to figure out what my gifts in this life are, and needing some external validation for that. So I feel like I'm standing at the foot of a mountain and trying to rework that need for external validation and give it back to myself. And this just feels like a really new process for me. And I'm just bringing that in because I just read, this is a letting go of the past and the emergence of the power to lead your life. So hopefully that is how the hexagram lands in me. There's an emergence here of my own authority, my inner authority. And when I respond to my inner authority, I'm making this space inside of myself for my own, maybe this is a complicated word, sovereignty, but I'm making space inside, let's just say for my own freedom 
and my freedom that is very internal. 28 is also known as preponderance of the great. And preponderance of the great can also be known as critical mass. In an atom, when critical mass is reached, it is a time when several heavy particles are occupying the same space, thereby creating extraordinary events and catastrophic chain reactions. In much the same way, the current situation is becoming weighted with a great many considerations. There are numerous decisions pending. The air is full of ideas with all their ensuing multifarious possibilities and the ponderous affairs of the people around you are pushing into the foreground. All of it is important, serious, and meaningful. And all of it is coming to a head right now. Your environment is rapidly becoming the meeting ground for many of the major circumstances affecting you. These things will take up a great deal of your time, space, and energy. More and more of your attention will be demanded by these very real imperatives. There's a lot going on. The situation is excessive and may reach critical mass soon. Look for an avenue of escape. Prepare to make decisions about your next move. Carefully evaluate all of the things affecting you. You will need your wits about you to successfully make this transition. Have a goal or destination in mind. So we have three changing lines here. And I'm not sure which to listen to. Two of the changing lines say, danger, go back, or there's a change that you can't accommodate. And one of them says, this is a good change and it brings about good things. So I don't know what that means. I don't know how to interpret that, except for if in these next two weeks you feel yourself bumping up against something that feels like it is not working, maybe it's a good chance to let that thing go and see what comes out of it. Some changes are challenging in the moment, but bring about the right next move for us. And some changes bring about collaborations that really help us and support us in the direction that we're trying to go with a creative project or a difficult life passage that we're trying to navigate. And it moves to hexagram 12, blocked or obstruction. What work can you do when nothing is working? That's a good question, right? What work can you do when nothing is working? Who are you when no one is noticing? This is kind of perfect, isn't it, for me? Because my question is, who am I? <laughs> My life question has been, who am I if someone notices? Who could I possibly be with the noticing of others, the noticing of something that is higher ranking than me? And so who am I when no one is noticing? It seems like maybe one of the most important questions I could ask myself. And and really sit inside of that. Who am I when no one is noticing me? So hexagram 12, what we're sort of left with here to contemplate and maybe to manage in these two weeks. Obstruction is the dark half of the great sacrifices. 
It means bad words, a bad omen, and a negative pronouncement from the oracle, showing what is opposed to the current will of heaven, the old that must be sacrificed. As a response from the oracle, obstruction describes your situation in terms of being blocked or interfered with. The way to deal with it is to stop what you're doing and accept the obstruction. Do not become the victim of the sacrifice. Communication is cut off. You are connected with the wrong people. If you try to act, you will encounter misfortune. Your proposals will be rejected. You will be personally disapproved of. Oh, this is my greatest nightmare. There is no way for someone who wants to stay in touch with the way to take advantage of this situation. What is important is departing along with your ability to realize your plans. The time that is coming is small and mean. You will have to adapt to it. Don't seek to impose your ideas. Retreat and be patient. Let's try to put a nice spin on this somehow. These next two weeks are taking us into August. And August is a nice time to retreat, to step back, to take a moment and ponder our situation. You know, we call it vacation. Sometimes it just means that we have a, a little bit of extra time to consider our restfulness. Sometimes summer requires that, the weather requires that. I don't know what's coming our way, but I can guess in these next two weeks, maybe it's not the time to start a project. Certainly the I Ching doesn't think so. Maybe it's a good time to hold back, to retreat, to take some time, to float on the lake if you can, if you have that opportunity, float in the pool and let yourself take this time. And hopefully the next cycle, the new moon coming after this one, will give us a little bit of something more to work with, a little bit of direction. It feels like we're being given orders to halt. It feels like we're being told to hang in there <laughs> and be patient and let this time move through us. Some of that makes me a little bit nervous. So I'm thinking about how I can be at one with whatever arises in those processes of not being home and traveling and managing things. I think I need a little bit more help because that just feels pretty dark, doesn't it? So I have these cards. They're called The Answer is Simple and they're Oracle Cards by Sonia Choquette. So my question for these cards is, this hexagram has worried me and made me feel like, oh, is everything going to be okay? I have this performance coming up that's already making me nervous. And then I've got an alopecia conference after that. And then some travel with Jason after that. And I'm just feeling a little bit like, is it all going to be okay? <laughs> is that my question? Is it all going to be okay? So let's see. I'm going to pull a couple of cards, I think. One, turn on the light. That's a nice one. Two, say yes. Well, that's a nice one too. Three, reach out and listen to the music. 
Okay, I'm going to stick with those. Those feel very positive to me. I think I'm going to just rest there with that. Turn on the light. I'm not going to read from the book. I just want to take it for what it is. Turn on the light. Say yes. So that feels positive. Reach out and listen to the music. Okay. Maybe that'll get me through. Maybe that'll get you through. And with that, I wish you good luck for these next two weeks. A happy full moon. Whatever it is that is coming to its fullness right now and reaching that ripeness for you, may it be easy on you, even if it leads us into some bits of obstruction, some stopping. Sometimes stopping the flow of the direction that we're going is the right thing. And it may not be the right thing immediately, but it can sometimes offer us a new perspective and a way to rest differently from anything that we may have planned. So I think the best possible way to look at it is to realize that we can't see everything and we don't know maybe always what is the right direction to be in. And we can go with the flow and let life guide us, not always our mind guiding us. So I wish you well for these next two weeks. Thank you for being here and listening. If you would like to support me additionally, besides the listening, which does support me, you can reach out to me at patreon.com slash watermoonstudios. Be well, and I'll see you next time.